And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 48. Not sure if there's going to be a 49, but thank you for joining. And as always, we have a great episode for you guys. Super excited to talk everything NCA. So we're going to talk about our ups and downs as a program. We're going to talk about how NCA was as a competition. As promised, we're going to talk about the scoring, how that was, how I feel about it, how I felt about it. And uh, we have a great question of the week. So if it's your first time here, be sure to stay tuned. Be sure to subscribe, like, share, comment. You know the deal. It's going to be a great episode. But we cannot have a great episode without the one, the only. Don't be less when you can be more. Be more. Are you ready to talk about NCA? I am very curious and excited to hear everything about NCA. I know because we have not talked. You know, it's so funny. Like, I think people would think as much as we do the podcast that we Mm -hmm. would talk like all the time, but we really don't. Like, this is really the only time we ever talk. Like, we rarely even ever talk at the gym. You rarely come to the gym. But even when you're at the gym, like, you know, I say hi. I'm like, hey, B. And then, you know, I keep moving, whatever. Um, I don't really spend a ton of, we don't spend a ton of time like interacting with each other outside of the podcast. So, very true. And a lot of, parents at our gym think just because we do the podcast they're like oh did Jason tell you this or did you hear that or did you hear this I'm like no I'm like I don't hear anything before you guys do like I'm just a regular parent we just so happen to do a podcast so uh so happen yeah so I'm gonna catch you up on everything and see because it really was a uh a great event and the Moonies didn't go so usually you know if if you weren't there, maybe the Moonies would catch you up on something. But so I'm not yep. even sure who you would have talked to to catch you up on anything. Cause uh, yeah, so are you ready to hear NCA then? I am. I haven't heard very much. The only thing I have like really like heard is just you know from the parents that I'm friends with on Facebook, and of course a lot of things I read and saw in, you know, one of the cheer mom groups from everybody, you know, mm. around the country posting that went. So, uh, incredible sight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, incredible source right there. Some moms like me and then some crazy moms, you know, so, uh, ready to hear the coach's perspective on how it all. Yeah. No, NCA is great. I've been going, I've been in cheer for about 20 years now. Uh, you know, athlete coach, whatever you know one of the two right 20 about 20 years now mm-hmm. or so um and so nca is nca really is good so i'm, I'm gonna talk about nca just as the competition at first and then you know we'll dive into some other things but nca as a competition well first it's the greatest high school reunion that there is it really is it is you know like i said been in the game 20 years and, you know, over those years, you meet people, you know, you have teammates and you have coaches and you go to be on other teams. And, you know, some teams have, you know, buddy teams. And, you know, so I cheered in all stars at a couple different programs, cheered in two different at two different colleges. Right. 
coached at several programs. And so through all those connections, you know, you meet new people and it, you know, accumulates every single year. And NCA is a spot that brings everyone back, you know, once a year. And you get to see everyone. And it's been crazy because, you know, we didn't see anyone last year at NCA because it was virtual. But it's super cool to just see everyone in one place. Mm-hmm. Again, it is I, – I didn't go to my high school reunion. But this is what I would imagine you would want your high school reunion to be like. Like you just see people and you're just so happy to see them. So shout out to, you know, just everyone that I saw over the weekend – because it's just so cool to see everyone that I don't get yeah. the opportunity to see, you know, regularly, right? That I only get to yeah. see once, you know, sometimes twice a year. So that's great, um, which has nothing to do with the competition. But I just love seeing, like, old teammates yeah. and old friends and, you know, old families, you know, from places I used to coach at and stuff like that. So NC is great at that. But what NC does a great job at is they are – their attention to detail, they really are – the gold standard when it comes to competing, they just mm-hmm. do things the right way. And there's, I enjoy a lot of the events that we go to. I think we go to some really good events. I think jams has a great event. Spirit sports is a great event. You know, I think we go to some really good events, but going to NCA like reminds me why NCA is NCA. Like it's just, they just do a great job with the details of things. So I'll just, Example, right? Um, mm-hmm. In the warm up room, they have a, and, you know, lots of it happens between the warm up room and actually competing, right? But, you know, in the warm up room, they have a big giant like LCD screen and it's like the clock, right? So you get six minutes and 40 seconds, you know, per mat, right? And there's three mats in the warm up room. You get a full size dead floor, a, right, right? It's a sheer floor without the springs, right? So you get the nine panels. Then you get a tumble strip, which is like two strips of tumbling, but it's a little bit longer so the kids can warm up their tumbling. Then you get a full size nine panel spring floor, right? So you get three stations, six minutes on or six minutes, 40 seconds on each, but they have like this big LCD screen, like at the very back or front, however you want to look at it, of the uh, hall, right? And so there's like, I don't know, 10, 20 warm up mats, like legit, like 20 warm up mats in there. Um, yeah. I might be exaggerating, or I might, I don't want to say exaggerate. I might be overestimating how many mats are in there, but there's a lot, maybe 14, 14, 16, 20 mats in there, right? Um, Or stations. So, but there's this big screen and it counts down for everyone. And, you know, one minute warning, right? And they have it like on a recording. It's like one minute warning. And everyone knows in the building that there's one minute left. And then it counts down 10, like out loud, nine, eight. So, So it's like super cool. Then you rotate and it's like, welcome to NCA Nationals. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. The work is worth it. And it's like super cool. Like it's a lot different than any other, you know, warm up room in that aspect, right? As soon as you're done, there's like a water station right like at your mat, right? Sometimes you got to go chase down the water station. Sometimes there's not a water station at all. So there's a water station like literally right after your mat, you go. There's another water station right before you go in, compete in your hall. And then this was, this might seem like a small detail, but it is, it literally makes the difference. Cause I complained about this literally. Well, I complained <laughs> about it once at a competition. I don't want to say complain. It's like, Hey, can we do this? Can we do something about this? Cause this isn't really working. I thought about complaining about it at another competition, but they didn't fix it at the first competition. So I just didn't decide to waste my breath at the second competition when it happened. Mm-hmm. 
But you know, after after kids compete, they usually get the opportunity to watch their routine. So so at Spirit Sports, the parents watch it too. So yeah. at Spirit Sports, you know, the kids come off the floor and they have to walk back to the screen and they watch their routine, right? But by the time we get to the screen, we're already like halfway through the, the routine, right? And that happens often that when you, by the time you get to the screen, your routine is already like halfway done. And it's like, we didn't get to see, you know, the kids want to sit there and enjoy their routine. And that happened, I'll, you know, at several competitions we've done. And I complained about it. one, I didn't complain. I said, hey, is there a way to put more of a delay in between, you know, this team, you know, the team perform, when the team performs, when their video starts, because the kids are missing their routine. They said, yeah, I'll do something about it. Day two, nothing happened. That went to another event. It was the same thing. I was like, whatever. Anyway, at NCA, you come off the stage and they have a water station for you, right? And that water station, there's another team watching their video so you can get water. I know this seems like such a small detail, but it's huge. The kids can come off stage, get water, and take their time getting their water because the team that went on before you is still watching their video. So then when they're done watching their video, you have time to get water and then move. So you get three minutes or so to get water after you compete, which if you've ever done a full-out routine, you know it's – I remember when I used to compete, my throat would go completely dry, like so dry I wasn't able to swallow. I I, I used to chug water before I competed because <laughs> I hated that feeling of not being able to swallow anything. Anyway. So the kids, you're just so thirsty after a full-out routine, like when you actually compete. So the kids, you know, they're chugging the water, but they have time to actually drink their water and then walk over to the station without, like, missing, you know, the first part yeah. of the routine or whatever. So small detail like that. Um, they do a great job. I said this last week, that Jams has the best award ceremony, but NCA has the best, like, if you win celebration right yeah. so it's already and and nca doesn't have to it's already prestigious enough it's already a coveted enough award that if they just handed you the trophy and you you know picked up your jacket late like all the other events do that it would be fine mm -hmm. you'd just be like awesome we won nca but then they go above and beyond with the what happens when you win so you know, if you win NCA, you know, they do the whole and in, you know, second place, this team and you go and you go, you take your picture in the middle and they hand you your trophy and your banner. Super cool. And then you win jackets as well. So you have to go get your jackets. So you walk down um, and real quick. Well, I'll say that later. You walk down to the, they have the champions arena, I believe is what they call it. They have the champions arena. And you go and you line up and the coach has to do this thing, but they give the kids a golden ticket. So it's this literally, like what I said, a gold ticket has the NCA um, logo on it. And it says like national champion, right? So all the kids, so they, they do a really good job at creating these moments for the athletes, right? And there's just these moments that you get. So obviously you get your moment when you win, you get your moment when you take the picture, you get the moment like walking down the hallway or walking from the, wherever you competed at to the champions arena right that's a moment that you get and the kids get to celebrate that whole time but then they give you this ticket right 
And then, you know, all the kids obviously have their phones. And so it's another moment. And all the kids get to, you know, take their phones out and take pictures of their ticket, taking pictures with their ticket, right? And they just do another another, another moment to remember. Then before you walk in, they have a girl who's like, you guys, welcome to the Champions Arena. And she does this whole thing. You guys are the champions. You know, she does this whole thing and gets the kids all happy and motivated. So then mm-hmm. they walk into the back room. You walk into the back room and they have all the jackets everywhere, right? Those NCA uh, Larriman jackets. So you have those jackets everywhere. Not, I don't want to say everyone, but they have the sizes, right? Youth large yeah. all the way up to whatever. And, um, or maybe they have youth small. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. So, but, you know, you hand them your ticket and you get your jacket and you wait there. And, you know, and kids get to take a bunch of pictures backstage with each other. Now, at that same time, parents are going to the Champions Arena. So, you're like, like I'll say backstage. You're backstage getting your jacket on. And then they announce you onto a stage and they, okay. And in our, you know, level four uh, division, your NCAA champions, Jay Red, and they announce you onto a stage and all your parents are there with their phones and everything. And they get to take another picture in front of this national championship banner, right? And they got music playing, you know, standing in the hall of fame, right? And they, you know, they do this whole thing. And, you know, it's super cool. Another moment that the kids get, and then they have a bunch of uh, like picture stations back there so you can just go around and take pictures at all these different picture stations and if you want to buy like a national championship shirt or ring and they have you know they all that that set up so they just do a really good job and there's like just little things at nca where you're like man this really is like the gold standard of what a a competition should be like you know um and i can go on and on about like the different things they do so but so shout out to NCA. Um, re- it really is well ran event. Uh, it just really is like well in the arena. Man, the arena. I only got to watch. You know when I'm there for cheer, like with half the teams there, I am just so focused. I don't care about literally watching any other team. But you know, staff wanted to go and watch some of the world's teams, and um, so I went and I watched probably like ten teams on Saturday. And I, I watched, watched a couple – well, I watched part of Large Senior All-Girl and who was alternating with them. Um, whatever division 005 is in now, international – it used to be International 6. So I'm not sure – all these divisions have changed. I don't even know anything anymore. Everyone's like, this guy's a podcast. I don't know what division 005 is in. No, I don't. <laughs> Sue me. So anyway, whatever division 005 is in, Large Senior All-Girl, and whatever division Wildcats is in nowadays. So anyway – we got to like watch those divisions, not Wildcats, Cheetahs. Um, so we watched some of that, but the arena was just nuts. I mean, it's so cool to watch good cheerleading with a lot of people who really like really good cheerleading, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, the crowd's just, it's like the best Super Bowl party ever. It's the way you'd want your Super Bowl party to be. Like people just really, like really big fanatics of the sport who just like, you know, so it's really cool. The arena was nuts. It was crazy. Um, you know, I could go on and on about the arena, yeah. but it was a good. Um, it was a good time. So, you know, can't wait for you to be there one day. Be more. Uh, I I want to be there um, just to <laughs> see it all and vlog it all and. Yeah, one day, you know, um, it looked really cool. So, you know, let's let our viewers know, Jason, what American Cheer came home with. 
I will oh. give you, let's, you, you take the, all the credit for that, you know? Uh, so we let have a, know. I will, I will let you know. And I will tell you, I can't just tell you what we came home with. I have to tell you the story behind everything. Um, okay. It's about the journey, not, it's about the process and not the prize, right? The journey, not mm-hmm. the destination. So, um, so as you know, scoring was different, right? I said that uh, yeah. last time because they had just announced. I was like, hey, guys, scoring is going to be different. And it's going to be this. So because of the weather in Dallas, they did, you know, teams, not all athletes, you know, flights were getting canceled like crazy. You know, all of a sudden it was like everything's fine. And then they had us on a, a group chat with all the coaches or like a, a page with all the coaches. And someone's like, hey, what do you do if your flight gets canceled? And I saw like one message. And then it was like, hey, what do you do? Hey, our flight got canceled too. And then it's like, hey, did anyone else's flight get canceled? And then the thing just like, as soon as that happened, I screenshot it. I sent it to Ash. I'm like, hey, Ash. Um, She's like, oh, I saw it too. She's like, but our flights haven't gotten canceled yet. I was like, okay, maybe it's just whatever. I'm thinking maybe it's their part of the country. Maybe they're coming from the East Coast. Weather's bad. They just can't get in. Um, And then someone was like, no, this is weather. It's the weather in Dallas that's preventing flights from coming in. I'm like, are you kidding me? So anyway, our flight, I might have said this last time, but our flight got canceled out of Bakersfield. We got on another flight from Burbank. And then that flight got delayed. And then once we got to the airport, that same flight got delayed. So anyway, but flights are getting canceled like crazy. And they said because of all the weather issues, they changed the way they did scoring. So typically it's 25, 75, uh, 25% of your score uh, is from your day one routine. 75% of your score is from your day two routine. They changed it to a hundred. Your highest score either from day one or day two will be your score for the event. So, and the, the reason behind that was, let's say all of your athletes didn't make it to day one. You were still able to go out there, take the floor, and then still remain competitive on day two, right? And so they did highest score on either day was going to be your score. And I was like, all right, here we go. And, you know, I had a friend ask me, I said this last time too, but hey, you know, what do you think about the scoring? I'll let you know on Sunday after everything happens. But, you know, I thought it was a, a, a definitely a great compromise. I'm not sure if you want to call it co- compromise, but a great, like, a yeah, I, I guess we'll say compromise for the teams because it really was like dude are we gonna have all of our kids here you know what happens is people pay so much money to make this travel trip you know you don't want it to just like not be able to happen or not even be able to put yourself in position to like have an accurate placement you know and mm-hmm. and it, and this competitions means so much to so many people you know you just want to go out there and be able be able to put your best foot forward so i like that they accommodated and said hey this is this is what we think is the best solution, especially on such short notice. So, um, and I thought it was cool. I thought it was a different. It switched the. It switched it up a little bit because we're so used to twenty five seventy five. I thought it was a cool idea because they do this in other. I want to say other sports because uh, I can't name one off the top of my head right now. But they do it, you know, in. I guess maybe horseshoes. But, the, or, but you know, you play it in, like, when you're playing, like, a game just with your friend, maybe not organized sport, but, like, you know, they do it in golf. Hey, closest to the pin wins. You get two yeah. balls each, closest to the pin, right? And it doesn't matter if it's your first ball or your second ball. Whoever has the ball closest to the pin 
is the winner, right? Or mm -hmm. like in horseshoes, hey, you get all these horseshoes closest to, you know, the ring yeah. or whatever they call that thing is the winner, right? And I thought that was a cool concept to switch it up. Like, hey, you guys both get two performances. Highest score of the weekend is the winner. Now, I definitely probably would have been very bitter if I would have won on the 25-75 normal split but did not win the event because of it was highest score of the weekend. I think if that happened to you, I my heart breaks for you because I would hate for that to be me. Um, but, you know, as we've said on the uh, show before, sometimes you're the pigeon and sometimes you're the statue, right? Um, yep. But I thought it was cool. Um, let's get into Jay Red's story. So Jay Red, Jay Red's international um, U17 level four. So all the U17s and U... Uh, 19s competed on Friday and Sunday. So they took Saturday off. So, you know, all the weather's happening on, and it was crazy. They're like, oh, the weather's so bad here. We land. I'm expecting it to be winter wonderland or like, like storming everywhere. I mean, it was cold. Don't get me wrong. It was really cold. Um, but we landed. It looked normal. And I was like, all right. <laughs> like, I was like, where's, what's, yeah. where's this? Now, I'm not saying there wasn't any bad weather but when we landed everything was fine which i guess that was the plan that's why they delayed the flight so that we could land everything would be fine but you know i'm just expecting it to be like oh i see why they delayed all these flights and it was just like it's really mm -hmm. cold out here but got text don't come at me texas i i'm sure it was terrible while it was happening but while we were there it's, it was just really cold so <laughs> anyway but we're there on friday and kids are flying in and one particular athlete's like, hey, I'm going to land at, you know, this time. Awesome. And so, you know, we had several kids decide to get in the car and drive. Like several families decided they were just going to drive yeah. to Dallas. And we're meeting with the team and we're like, hey, who's still not here? Like this person is going to be about 30 minutes late. This person is going to be, you know, 30 minutes late or so. And um, this person should be about 30 minutes late, right? So one kid walks in and we're like, okay. Another kid's like, Hey, you know, Hey, I'm in the car right now. Like one of the kids I drove, I'm in the car right now. I'll be there soon. One kid who we're expecting to be 30 minutes or so late, 30 minutes goes by and she's not there. And Ashley starts, you know, calling, texting and the messages aren't going through. Right. It's not saying delivered. Oh. The text messages are going from blue to green. And we're like, yo, there's a problem she's still in the air right now. Like we haven't heard from her. She's still in the air and we're trying to figure out what flight she's on. So we're trying to call the dad who wasn't on the trip. You know, dad's not picking up the phone. Obviously mom's not picking up the phone because she's in the air. We're trying to figure out where is this kid? And we we're literally meeting with the team. Like we're with the team right now. And we're like, all right. And they finally get a hold of dad or I'm not sure. They, they get a hold of someone or they figure out what flight she was on. I'm not sure who, who Ashley actually ended up talking to. But find out her flight has been delayed. She's still in the air. She's landing at this time, right? And we're like, okay. You know, takes, what, 30 minutes to get from the airport? You know, like, right straight from the airport to the yeah. uh, convention center. And we're competing, right? And so we're like, hey, guys, she's not here right now. And I don't know if she's going to make it. So, mm -hmm. you know, we kind of explained the whole day one, day two thing. And if she's, hey guys, if she's not here, 
We'll take the floor. We'll go out there. We'll get a score. We'll, we'll still go out there on day two and make it happen, you know? So don't worry. You know, we can make it happen. And, you know, we kind of talked about this whole thing. And especially with Jay Red, we've been talking about, you know, the character, the type of people we wanted to be. So we'd really been harping the weeks before that about being resilient and being able to bounce back from your setbacks and then um, about keeping a positive mind and um, being courageous. Like those are the big words we were talking about, being brave and courageous, uh, being able to bounce back from your setbacks and then keeping uh, a positive mind. So positive just meaning good and useful thinking, right? And yeah. so we're, we're harping on these things. Like, hey guys, it's gonna be okay. We're gonna prepare like normal. And we, you know, we'll go out there and we'll do, and, and right, she's a flyer, of course, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we're warming up. She's not there. She's not there. We're warming up, doing our pre-warm-up and everything. And we start heading to warm-up room. And as we get to warm-up, the warm-ups on day one, they had they had a bunch of holding stations. Those holding stations saved our life. They have, they you'd have your check-in time, and then you'd meet and walk behind like their little NCA check-in station desk. And you had to wait mm-hmm. there for six minutes and 40 seconds. And then you had to go and you took a picture on day one. So then you go and you stand on this number for six minutes and 40 seconds. And then you go to take a picture, which you had six minutes and 40 seconds to take a picture. And then they take you behind the curtain and you had six minutes and 40 seconds to wait behind the curtain. And then they take you inside the actual warm-up room. And then you had six minutes and 40 seconds to wait in the warm-up room before you took your first mat for six minutes and 40 seconds, right? All of those holding stations saved our lives because we, I remember telling the group, hey guys, it's, she's landed, she's on her way. Um, I'm like, she might make it, she might not make it, but be prepared because at first it seemed like she wasn't going to make it at all. Like that was kind of how I was framing it, but then it seemed like, hey, she actually might make it. And I was like, hey guys, I know how it is. We got to ride these emotions, um, the emotional roller coaster. Like, don't get set that you're that you're not stunting today. Like, I think she might make it. And if she does make it, like, be ready. Don't go, like, don't be surprised if she makes it, right? So anyway, we're waiting at our final mat or our final station before we actually take the warm-up mat. And here comes Brinkley. Brinkley walks in and like one of our coaches went to go run and go get her because we heard she was at the the uh, convention center. So one of our coaches ran, like literally like picks her up, runs with her like on her back, right? And when she walks into the warm-up room, the team exploded, right? They're like, ah! It was so cool. So, you know, they like lift her up and they're like, yeah, it, it was so cool. So she walked in. And, you know, you know, I like, I know how, because, you know, she's sitting on the plane with her uniform on, like legit. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I go over to her and like say, hey, like, I know you're here, but I know how the emotions can be. Like, you feel like you're not going to make it. You might sell some of that anxiety. I didn't say this big of words, right? But you might still feel like you have that anxiety on you. But like, you know, breathe. It's going to be okay with plenty of time before we go and have to take the stage, right? So yeah. they go, you know, spirits are high. They're excited. They're going and um, they go, nail their routine. Great routine and nailed it day one. And we are up by, we're in first place. We're in first place by a, a decent amount, but raw score, we're only up by a 10th. 
and I can't remember what the separation was, what the performance score was, our percent of perfection was after day one. Cause I think, I think the team in second place had a deduction. I'm pretty sure they had a deduction. So we're only up by a 10th on the raw score, but once they double it and take their, the other team's deduction, it created more of a separation between us. Um, yeah. And I think the team in third place, we were only up by three tenths raw score wise. So before they double it. And um, so, you know, it's still a really tight competition. And I'm like, all right, guys, well, let's go out there. Let's seal the deal on Sunday. Um, you know, let's make it happen. Right. And, um, or at least that's what I'm saying to myself. Let's seal this, the seal this thing up. Let's go out there, hit a routine, raise that bar. Um, J red did not do it the easy way. We went out there with a tumble touchdown girl got rebounded. Um, that happens a lot. Um, everyone lands at the same time that rebound effect, it bounces them up. And then, so a girl touched down on that. And then we got called on a stump bobble. So now I'm thinking, and I heard the other teams that hit. I, I still haven't watched second or third places routines. Um, but I heard they hit and they're good. You know, obviously very competitive teams in that division. Um, and I'm like, man, I'm not sure we did this anymore. If they hit and, you know, if we didn't like push that bar. Cause it is, it is typical that teams that hit on day two, their score tends to go up. Like their raw score tends to go up. So, and it's not, you know, it's not any, I'm, it's not surprising that a team's raw score could go up, you know, four tenths, mm-hmm. right. Or even more than that. Right. I've seen it happen way more than that, but you know, so I really would have felt comfortable or I would have felt a lot better if we would have hit on day two and our raw score went up as well. But I'm like, all right, our day two routine did not beat our day one or the day two score did not be our day one score. So I'm like, Oh, guess we're using Friday's score. And um, anyway, J red didn't do it the easy way, but they did it. So J red are your NCA national champions. Round of applause for J Red. <laughs> there it is. What is it? I don't know why there's a delay on that. You know, I tried to hit it. I queued it up just on time. There's three second delay. Whatever. All right. They hate it on me. So, all right. You ready for a senior block story? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Senior block story. Uh, I kind of forgot it. Um, senior black. Okay. So, senior blacks are medium co ed three. Great team. Um, I felt like, I felt like we could win. Like I felt like in our preparation that we could have won, um, you know, leading up, having really good practices, uh, kids were confident, right? We came off of a a good win at spirit sports and, you know, they've been pretty, you know, two great routines, uh, at GSSA, that was our co you know, dealing with COVID and everything and be able to pull mm-hmm. it off there. Um, two good routines at spirit sports. And I feel like they've been like really cons- especially performance wise, their performances have been more consistent than Jay red's performances. So I felt pretty good about senior, but you never know what the kids are going to go out there and do on the map. But I felt pretty good. Cause they've been a pretty, um, consistent team, but, yeah. um, we get back there. And they are, day this day one, nervous, like nervous, nervous. And I'm like, man, they're nervous, right? Like, they're nervous. 
so you know you're trying to control the emotions and all those things um but we know we go through our warm process and they, they more nervous than normal right um and then i start getting nervous and i'm like man i'm more nervous than normal too man like okay here we go Whew. so we go we take the stage and it was not a good day for us it was not a good day for us so let's run through what do we have we have a major building fall so that's different than just a regular stunt fall a major building fall means you had people on the ground right which is a different deduction. So yeah. if a major building fall, this was so major, a girl's shoe f fell off, right? So we have a oh. shoe on the ground, right? So we have a major building fall. We have um, a tumble bust, right? And it wasn't like hidden in the back. You know, it's like right across the front of the routine. <laughs> like You say, guys are going hey, into that like a hot mess. Right? Like name a place where you don't want the tumble bust to happen. You'd go Front. probably right in the center of the routine. Okay, that's exactly what's going to happen, like right on the NCA logo, right? <laughs> so that happens. And then the kids just, uh, we get to the pyramid, and you can just see it in their faces. Like, this isn't the routine that we wanted. We missed yeah. a skill in the pyramid. Like, nothing bad. Oh, we missed a skill in the elite, too. Like, something kind of bobbled. Um and the kids decided not to do the next stunt, so they just held it at a prep, which was very smart. Thank you. I know the kids really don't listen to the podcast, but if you're listening, I already told you that was a smart decision. If you ever get in that situation again, please make the same decision. But right, but it like the skill like didn't go, so they just they came down to prep and just stood there for you know yeah. however long until they had to move on, right? But obviously, you know it doesn't look exactly right. We missed a skill in the pyramid. Um, remember that shoe that fell off that i told mm -hmm. you about so that, that happened in the elite there's a shoe on the ground we go into our running tumbling section a girl sees the shoe and goes you know what that shoe probably shouldn't be here right now so she picks up the shoe she runs it off stage oh <laughs> my gosh oh gosh she runs it off stage like she leaves the stage like runs it off stage get back on she misses her tumbling pass right so she doesn't do her tumbling pass. So now she has to run around the routine because she has to get to the yeah. other side of the routine for the pyramid. So she runs around the routine. And I didn't notice that in real time. I had to go back and watch the video because I saw her, I saw her in the pyramid and she just looks upset. And I'm thinking, why is she so upset right now? Like her stunt was fine. She didn't touch down on her tumbling pass. Like, why like why is she like, did she have a deduction I didn't see? I'm trying to figure all this out as I'm watching her miserable in the pyramid and um right so so that happens uh later i watch the routine oh so in the routine we have a kid that tumbles to the back um to the back corner and i always watch her she's the kid I always watch during that part of this the routine so i'm watching her and the other kid they almost hit each other so as the girl as one girl is flipping the one girl who threw the shoe off the mat almost got hit by her and I was like, that's kind of weird. That never happens. Like, why? It didn't even register with me why that girl was in that part of the, like, why she was over in her area at all. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, maybe she took a different path or whatever. And later, like, I went and watched the video. And I was like, oh, she, like, was trying to run. She was just trying to figure out how do I get to my pyramid, right? Um, So it just doesn't look good. And we're like, yeah, that kind of, that wasn't good. Um, So 
you know, everyone's bummed. We're in second place. We know it's not. And, you know, I knew we are going to be in second. Um, other team hit. They look great. Actually, I didn't watch their team. I'm assuming they look great. So, but the other team hit. So, we're like, okay, we're in second place. So, um, I remember telling the kids. And this happened. What's crazy is it a couple years. I told this story not on a few podcasts ago about when we were talking about Rod's raw score and, you know, your raw score and all those things. I was like, hey, parents, mm -hmm. if you hear other parents talking about scores, walk away because they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. So, Anyway, that year, so that was 2020, Senior Black absolutely bombed on day one. We're in fourth or fifth place with, like, a raw score of, like, a 95 or a 96. And, you know, first place is, has, like, a raw score of, like, a, a 98-1 or something like that, right? Now, like, hey, guys, at least I say this to myself, we can still win this thing. We got to go out there and hit our best routine. If we can hit our best routine, which we know we can, we can get this score, which we know we can. We've done it before, and we can still win this thing, right? And uh, so I kind of tell Senior Black that story. Like, hey, guys, like a couple years ago, we were in the same position. Like, I know we want to win, but it's not it's not over. We were in the same position the last time we were in Dallas. Uh, we had a far worse routine, and that was a 25-75 split, and we were able to come back and win this thing. Yeah. This doesn't have to, we just have to go out there and have our best routine on, you know, tomorrow, but we got to keep a positive mindset. And it was really cool. Cause we got to bring up all those character words that we've been talking about, right? Positivity mm -hmm. or positive, um, good and useful thinking and resiliency, able to bounce back from setbacks. Right. And so we like really harped on those. There's a story I tell all of the time about this rifle, this rifle story. The kids are sick of it. Cause I tell it all the time. But I'm not even going to tell you. It's such a good story, though. It's such a good story. One day, remember this. Write this down, B. One day, you should just be like, Jay, tell the rifle story. Like, set okay. an alarm for, like, one random day. And they're like, tell the rifle story. I'm like, oh, it's such a good story. It's such a great story. Anyway, I told the kids. I didn't even tell them the rifle story. I was just like, guys, and the rifle story. You all know what the rifle story is. The rifle story. And they're like, okay, coach, right? I actually had another yeah. athlete tell it. She tell it with a lot more, uh, she like made a bunch of stuff up, like add a lot more details, made a lot more interesting. Um, but, you know, but the, the hard part about that is, you know, at least with J-Red, I felt like J-Red hit the routine. And although we wanted to raise the bar, the pressure really was on the other teams to go and like kind of beat our score. Like the pressure was more tilted towards the other teams to beat our score since we had already set the bar. Mm -hmm. Um, but the pressure was completely on us. Um, like we had to hit our routine in order to put ourselves in position to win. Right. Um, you know, no one else had to hit the routine. We had to hit our team. So, you know, but we talked to them about self-control and controlling our emotions. It was one of my favorite things to talk about on competition days, but we talked to them about controlling their emotions and, we were a lot calmer on day two, um, a lot more relaxed, and here we go. Now, B, would you like to know the fatal or near-fatal coaching mistake that I made that almost cost us an NCAA championship? Uh, yeah. Guys, this is why I do not read score sheets to the kids. 
this is why. And in a moment of weakness, oh, I did my. not take my own advice. And Ooh. it reminded me why I do not do it and why I will not ever do it again. In a moment of weakness. A moment of weakness because I wanted that trophy so badly. <laughs> oh, wow. This is why you do not read score sheets to your kids. This is the exact reason why. All right. So, you know, they tell you why you lose your drivers. Hey, you lost a driver because your ankles were apart. You lost a driver because whatever. And I said this before on another podcast, but when they say stuff that I say at practice, then I just remind them, hey, guys, let's make sure to have our ankles together and our back handsprings. And I think that's perfectly fine. I think it's perfectly fine. Or even to say that the judges say it. I think it's perfectly fine to remind kids of things you've gone over at practice. That's on the score sheet. Ankles together in your back handsprings. We talk about that every day. If they call us on it, then I'll go, hey, guys, we need to make sure we keep our ankles together in our back handsprings. I may or may not say it's from a judge. I typically lean towards not saying that it's from a judge. However, we got a comment. We lost point one, a point one driver on, it said feet were apart in preps in the pyramid. So we lost point one in our pyramid for feet being apart in preps. Which is kind of odd to me because I don't, I'm not sure what they meant by that. Because if you ask anyone to do a prep nine times out of 10, they're going to do it with their feet apart. There might be some programs that have said we no longer do preps with our feet apart. We only do them with our feet together. But most, especially in a pyramid, and that's what struck me as odd, is that I get it if you're doing stunts, right? You're a level one team and you want to do your feet together, like prep level stunts with your feet together in a stunt sequence. But it struck me as really odd that they said keep your feet together in preps in a pyramid because you're so much more stable with your feet apart. I don't know. It struck me as really odd. And I was like, man. And we're behind. And I wasn't sure if they meant get your feet closer together. Maybe we have people standing with really wide legs and they want our feet closer together. Or or they literally want our feet together like a QP at a prep level. But I'm looking at this thing and it says point one, feet together, which we don't train at our gym. And so now we're telling these kids to put their feet together. In pre- now, we didn't, like, tell it, stress it to them a lot. But we did. I did, was like, hey, guys, let's get those feet together in preps or closer together in preps. And I wanted them to do – I wanted it to show that we did it on purpose. So we do um, the show and goes to prep. So the show and go goes up past your, you know, head, forehead, you know, all the way up and then comes down. So I wanted them to go feet together up. And then separate their legs, you know, as they get into the prep level, right? To show that we did it on purpose so we don't lose that driver. Yeah. And I and I go, hey, guys, we lost this driver, blah, blah, blah. We have to make sure these feet are blah, blah, right? And we go and we do that. We go through a warm-up room and we're drilling in and we're saying in, you know. And the kids know we lost point one on, on this stupid prep. They are nailing their routine. Opening's great. It's look, opening's great. Stunts look great. They get to the running tumbling section. No one has ran off the floor, right? We're looking Mm -hmm. good. 
They get to the baskets. I am. I remember they get to the basket. I turn around to the crowd and I'm like, let's go. And I'm like feeling the energy was great. They're nailing the pyramid, right? Nailing it. And we get to this part where I want them to show and go and then prep, right? Feet together, then, you know, feet apart at the prep level. They do that. It like drops. I don't say it drops, but it drops below prep level on one of the sides. She's a prep in the pyramid, which might not seem like a big deal, but a prep in a pyramid like holds everyone else up. We have major tricks coming up. We do a double TikTok and then we do some voodoo magic. And I don't know. They like the kids, the kids in the prep, the flyer does a ball 360, but the bases walk around. Trying to explain this to all of our family or everyone listening at home. So a ball 360, but as they do that, the bases go in a half circle, right? With the, the prep groups going to half circle. So they need the preps and all I envi- this this prep one kid has it at her belly one kid has it at her chest they are struggling my heart stops and all I can envision is this prep girl pulling down the entire pyramid I am sick to my stomach I free I don't be I'm not moving and I'm just staring at this thing. And I'm like, uh, go, keep it up. Come on, keep it up, keep it up. These kids, I mean, one kid's just hugging her, like just hugging her leg, hugging yeah. it. And they're walking around and they get to the ball 360. And I'm thinking, surely that's good. Like they kept the TikToks up. Surely that they have to walk in a half circle without the flyer's foot. That's surely going to drop. And fight and determination, and mm-hmm. will, and whatever, what, whatever, what other, what, what? I don't know what, word, I don't other. know words, what other, ev- I don't know what, I don't whatever know what words are. Whatever Whatever, yeah, whatever other word you want to think of to, to describe the grit of that group, shout out to that group, you know who you are. I know who it is. I saw that video. I cringed myself. Man, they nail it. They dismount from the pyramid. And I could not believe it. I'm like, let's go. Dance your butts off right now. They dance their butts off. Um, 2.0 and dance. Let's go. We had a 1-5 at Spirit Sports. It's like the, I'm not sure. I think dance, I don't know what dance is out of. I just know that a 1-5 is the worst score that you can get. You might be able to get a 1.0 in dance. I'm not sure if that's possible, but a 1.5 is a terrible score. If you get anything lower than 1.5, I'm not hating on you. I just can't have 1.5s on my dance score sheet. I can't have 1.5s anywhere on my score sheet. But we got a 1.5 at Dance and Spirit Sports, and so we've been cleaning that dance like crazy since we got that 1.5. Anyway, 2.0, full dance points. Um, And Senior Black are your NCA national champions let's go i started over again (laughs) i'm the worst so um i do want to say this i did go back and do the math both teams would have won with the 25 75 split like a normal competition so 
just so everyone knows. Like good a, like know, a good so yeah. Anyway, that was my um my NCA trip. So it was a, it was a blast. We went two for two. Both of them won. Didn't do it. Didn't do it the easy way, but we did it. So it was a, it was a great time. Good to hear. So looking forward to next NCA. Um, if teams stayed the same, I have to ask the question, and you might not know, but if teams stayed the same like they are now, would you consider taking another team again, or you just think you would probably just stick to red and black again? It would likely be red and black again, unless we had like a uh, maybe I would consider taking a J3. Gotcha. I would consider taking a J3, but probably not nothing lower than a three well, that, well, that's is there like, a reason um yeah because i like um i like that gives the athlete something to look forward to so obviously we don't take level ones to summit so mm -hmm. i like that like our level ones if they want to go to summit they have to get a back handspring right which doesn't seem like it's mm -hmm. that hard of a of a skill to get if you really want to go to summit that badly you gotta get a back handspring if you really want to go to NCA that bad, you got to move on to the next level. So it gives the 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 program steps and layers for achievement. So there you go. Gotcha. Good to know. Man. I'm sure our American parents would appreciate that info. There we go. Well, there it is. Live. You heard it first yeah. here on Let's Talk Cheer. So, all right. Uh, B. One of the best things that we do when we are at NCA is we walk to the warm-up room and we play music and the Ooh, kids yeah. love it and we're jamming and we're going and we're jamming. We play our, our American cheer tracks, senior black, we back and fully stacked. And you know that we turn in way up, try to take your shot at us. The goat, then you got to raise your aim up. That was a good line, right? Anyway. Yeah. Um, but that, that hot fire music is made by sounds like that. The official music producer for American Cheer and the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. This is the Let's Talk Cheer. I mean, this is the sounds like that question of the week B. You have the question of the week, right? Ready? Yep. I'm ready. You ready? I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Right. So this parent wants to know, is there a difference preparing for a regular basic competition that doesn't have bids compared to a competition that has bids for the summit? All right. Great question. Is there a difference in the way we practice for competitions with bids and competitions without bids? Um, yes. You know, right. Um, so yes and no. There's a good word that Coach Wooden uses. He has his pyramid. If you don't know who Coach Wooden is, has his pyramid of success. And each pyramid, the pyramid is made up of all these blocks. And each block has a word that, you know, that word, you know, it's a character quality and or character trait. And he says, if you have these character traits, you can be successful. And one of those words on there is fight. And he says, fight is determined grit. Um, or determined effort fight is uh, digging in, gritting your teeth and standing your ground. And he says, I hear a lot 
I hear a lot about players that are trying to get up for the big game or players who are trying to, who are getting up for a big game. And he said, players with fight don't have to get up for a big game because they give the same effort at, for a national championship as they do for a regular season game, as they do for a scrimmage, as they do for practice, as they do for any drill. And that honestly is my approach at every practice. Um, if you honestly want to know, I care far more about it. People don't know this about me. It drives <laughs> me crazy when people miss practice. Like, like you don't, I don't think people really understand. It drives me crazy when people miss practice. Um, literally almost pretty much for any reason at all. Like good excuses or not. It drives me crazy to miss practice. Practice, because here's what happens. Um, I told this to the kids not too long ago, so it's kind of a coincidence that this question came up the same time that, that I just I just said this to the kids a couple weeks ago. We're at practice. We're not being as efficient, and I hate when we're having lazy practices. I want to work hard. So my intensity level pretty much remains the same. Um, I want to work hard. I don't want to have lazy practices. I want everyone at practice. I want to have good, solid practices. And the other day at practice, we were there. And I said, hey, guys, you know that feeling you get when we're in the warm-up room and you've dropped your stun a couple times and you look up at the clock and we only have a minute left on the mat or maybe 30 seconds left on the mat before we go and take the stage. And you know, when that happens, you feel the tension because you know that you don't have another opportunity to go and do this stunt again. Like after you leave this mat and then you have to take the floor with not just hitting your most recent rep. Right. And that's, that doesn't feel good. It doesn't make your teammates feel good. And you feel the, 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 the tension in the room gets thick. Right. And you see it, you right. You see the kids, they get obviously nervous, you know, if you could touch their hands, they'd be, you know, palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy at that moment, right? And you can just, you can feel it. And I say, hey guys, you know that feeling you get when you've dropped your stun a couple times, there's only 30 seconds left on the warm-up clock before you move on and have to take the stage? Like, yeah, I was like, guys, I constantly live in that state. Every day at practice, I live in that state that we only have 30 seconds left to get this right before we have to take the warm-up, before we take the warm-up stage. I, I constantly live there. So when we're like messing around, like you guys wouldn't mess around like this if we only had 30 seconds left to go before we took the stage. You guys would be dialed in and focused. I was like, but when we're at practice, believe me, I live in that state. So I hate wasting time because the day of reckoning is coming. Like we are every day, every moment, we are constantly moving towards that day of judgment, right? That day that we're going to take the stage and a judge is going to judge us. And we have this opportunity right now here at practice to fix these things because someone is going to judge. Like it might seem like it's a month out from now, but that day is coming. And so we can't waste time at practice because I don't feel bad. This is me talking on this. I don't, I don't, I didn't necessarily say this to the kids, but I don't feel bad for the kids when we get 30 seconds out from the warm-up or from the competition stage and they're dropping their stunt when they wasted time at practice. Like, hey, we had two hours at practice to fix that. 
and you yeah. chose not to fix it. Now you're going to try to wait until this last 30 seconds, right? So I care far more about what happens at practice than I do at competition because competitions, kids get nervous. It is what it is. Kids get nervous. Things happen. And it just is what it is. But at practice, we have control over what we do. And as I tell the kids all the time, you are what you repeatedly do. So my intensity level does not change as far as um, bid event, non-bid event, going against teams, you know, competition, stiff competition, NCA, whatever. Um, now I might be a little bit more dialed in. Like I might let, you know, I've had to learn. I've had to learn that not everyone has my intensity level and that mm-hmm. I can I can burn people out by trying to hold everyone to that same standard, right? Um, as like trying to force everyone to view cheer the way I view cheer, right? Um, so I've had to learn to like kind of relax a little bit, but really in my heart of hearts, I'm like focused, dialed in, don't talk to me anything. I remember we're, you know, we're at NCA. Cheer Extreme's coming up. Uh, Senior Elite's about to come up. We're meeting the team at 4.30. And Cheer Extreme's going to come on right at 4.30, right? We're like, hey, we're meeting the team at 4.30. Jason, can we stay? Can we stay and watch right, with the other coaches? Like, come on, let's watch them. Like, can we? And I'm like, guys, I care nothing about Cheer Extreme. Don't care about any of these teams. The only thing I care about, J-Red, Senior Black, only thing I care about in the world right now. Right when we're at practice, don't bug me about anything. The only thing I care about are those thirty kids on the mat. Don't bug me about anything that doesn't have anything to do with those thirty kids on the mat. Right? Um, <laughs> something happened yesterday at practice. I needed something for a new drill we were going to do. We're going to do a new drill, and I needed someone to get something for that new drill we were going to do. Right? Something had to be purchased, and. I said, hey, did we get that that thing I needed? Oh, no, I forgot. But hey, I got something else to ask you about, which had nothing to do with practice. I'm like, yeah, I don't care about that. That has nothing to do with what we need to get done at practice right now. So take care of that first before we ask me anything else about anything that's not cheerleading or like practice related. So that's just so you know, I dialed in at practice. Um, Now. When it comes to teams competing against other teams or bids or all those things, I will change my, um, I'll be riskier on things. Like if it's a jams Bakel battle and we have no one in our division and there's, you know, there's no one to go against, right? There's no bids on the line. I will be yeah. riskier and try things I wouldn't typically try. And I'll be a lot more conservative on Things that, you know, if there's a bid on the line or if there's, you know, if it's NCA or if we're competing against other things, I'll be more conservative about things that we actually try out there on the mat or do on the mat because I want to go out there and hit our very best routine. But if if a bid's not on the line and especially if a bid's not on the line and there's no one in our division, then I'll be super. We did this. I'm not sure if I've told this story before, but we had our this back where at PCM. We have our large all-girl four who had been losing all season to SCV. And I'm sick of losing to these guys. And so we come in the practice after USA. We try to make all these upgrades. We're like, we're upgrading this, we're upgrading this, we're upgrading this. And the list comes out for the jams one day at the end of the season. 
And back then, they didn't split. It wasn't an automatic split between co-ed and all-girl. So we typically went against the other co-ed level four teams. Mm-hmm. But I had a feeling that they were going to split us. I can't remember. But sometimes they split it. It wasn't automatic. So sometimes they split us out. Sometimes they didn't. And a lot of event producers would leave you co-ed and all-girl. You guys would go against each other. And I was like, hey, guys, um, if they split us out or sorry, if they don't split us out, we're going to do, you know, the conservatives routine. But if they split us out and we're by ourselves, all girl by ourselves, oh, best believe y'all going to throw everything. Y'all going to throw that crazy new pyramid we just learned. Y'all going to throw that these crazy stunts we just learned, right? And, you know, they went out there and they tried it, right? And they actually hit. And I was like, hey, they hit it. Let's go. But um, so that's the only thing that really changes for me is I'll be more conservative. Um, I tend, I tend to be more con- conservative when a bid's on the line or for competing against um, a team, and I'll be a little bit more risque if uh, or risky, right? If uh, something, if there's not really much on the line, and we can afford to, you know, it's not going to cost mm-hmm. us anything if a kid drops or the kid touches down on a pass they've been working on. They're kind of like not a hundred percent on or whatever. So, yeah. Well, good to know. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's my uh, that's my thing. So, hey guys, if you guys want to send in a question for the question of the week, we literally try to answer every single one of them. So you can send it in. You can uh, DM me at Jason Larkins on Instagram, or you can send it in to be more b dot more triple underscore on the IG. And again, you know, we try to answer all of them. So questions from coaches, owners, parents, wherever the case may be, you can be anonymous or we can actually say your name. People like, no, like oh, that's a real person who asked that question. But yeah, so B, you got anything, anything else we need to talk about right now? I don't think so. Um, next up, Nashville. Here we come. Next up, Nashville. I am so excited for Nashville. So actually we have a, we have a virtual competition for our prep teams, but our next oh, yeah. live, your next competition is Nashville which I'm super excited about. I've heard nothing but great things about it. So I'm, I've heard nothing but great things about Nashville. So I'm super excited. And especially because, you know, we only took those two teams to NCA, but for, you know, Mm -hmm. you and, you know, a lot of our other families, like they didn't get to go, you know, on this, on the big travel trip. And so, you know, from what I hear, one up is a fantastic event. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, So me too. Yeah. So yeah. Hey guys. Party people, thanks for spending your hour with us. Um, every listen is truly appreciated. So if you have feedback for the show, you can, you know, again, you can write it. Maybe you saw this posted on a Facebook or a Facebook post. You can comment there about feedback for the show. You can DM us. You can, you know, do all those good things. Don't forget to like this, subscribe, leave a five-star review, do all those things. If you want to support the channel financially, you can do that as well. There's a donation thing in the in the comments or the comments in the description. You can, you know, donate 99 cents a month. Come on, you got it. You got it. I believe in you. You're a cheer parent. If you're a cheer parent, you might not have the 99 cents a month, to be honest. I don't know. So <laughs> that's uh, the truth. <laughs> but yeah, it's been real. B, let's get out of here. Five, six, seven, eight. We're out. We're out. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor, 
hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening.